Well, happy Friday to all. Almost the weekend. That means it's time for another edition of the Speaking for Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. Today, I am excited uh, on this Friday to take a little trip with you to the islands, the island of Oahu, the city of Honolulu. Well, not literally. It's not in the budget. <laughs> if somebody wants to send Adam and I to Honolulu at some point, we would very much appreciate donations. You can send those to the address on my website. <laughs> Please do. Mark them Honolulu. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, all kidding aside, we are very grateful to have um, a new acquaintance of mine, Brennan. And how do you pronounce your last name, Brennan? Um, it's like a Portuguese last name. It's uh, Cabral. Cabral. Yeah, Cabral, yes. All right. Well, we have Brennan Cabral with us, and we will get right into an interview with him. He has a powerful testimony to share. But before we do that, Adam has a quick quote of the day. My weakness, that is, my quadriplegia is my greatest asset because it forces me into the arms of Christ every single morning when I get up. That is from Joni Erickson Tata. And Joni Erickson Tata is a... Very prolific speaker and a ministry leader reaching out to the disabled. And she actually, a couple months before she was paralyzed, prayed that God would do something to bring her closer to him. Uh, she did obviously did not expect that paralysis would be part of that answer. And she spent quite a bit of time after the accident bitter about it. But then she realized that God had a particular plan for what she did. And I really resonate with this quote because I feel the same way. I feel that my being in a wheelchair helps me to stay close to God, helps me realize we, my need for him because I realize my need for people on a physical level, and uh, then I realize my need for God on a spiritual level. And I really think that uh, the brother that we have with us today, Brennan, uh, who I became acquainted with over email, uh, it has a similar story. And uh, my mom actually got to know him a little bit when she spent some time in uh, Hawaii earlier this year with my sister who um, had her third baby and uh, and Brendan contacted me and then I was like well would you like to come on my podcast and talk about your testimony with us so uh, I've asked him here to share um, his testimony so we're just going to get right into some questions uh, Brendan to start out just tell us a little bit about your growing up years your family tell us a little bit about that well, um, I have two sisters. My well, my mom is a single parent, um, 35 years old, from Hawaii. I have a disability called muscular dystrophy. Um, I love my life even though, and i um, so blessed to live in Hawaii. And that's um, so what well, it is. Uh, all right. Well, you said that you have muscular dystrophy. I'm yes. a, I'm a little familiar with that, but could you tell our listeners a little bit about what that means and the the challenges you live with on a daily basis? Okay, muscular dystrophy. It's like a it's a rare disease. Um, there's all different types of it. Mine is so rare I couldn't even pronounce the name. But um, it affects the muscles. It's uh, it it deteriorates your muscles. Um, as you get older, you get weaker. Mines affect my respiratory system, and uh, dealing with MD uh, was tough. And um, how do I feel about having my disability? Uh, 
I didn't like it, but um, I always question myself, why me? Why I have this disease? And you know, I have to grow with it. And dealing with it, um, it's tough every day. And, uh, and yeah, that's about what I can say about that. Could you, you sent me a very powerful testimony. Um, could you walk us through that a little bit? Just tell us um, where you were um, before you met Christ and the difference that Christ made in your life. Uh, you, want to, you want me to read my testimony to you guys? Uh, you can do that if you'd like. Absolutely. All right. Um, well, aloha. My name is Brennan. I just want to say that it's such a blessing to be alive today, just to have a breath of air, to hear, to talk, and just to see. I thank God, praise the Lord, every day that I have life. I was diagnosed with muscle dystrophy at the age of three. It's a disease that deteriorates the muscles, including the respiratory system. I wasn't too much educated on my disability when I was young. I just lived life normal like I could make it. I grew up in a broken home, raised in one of the toughest neighborhoods. My dad was my dad was in all my life, living a fast street life. My mom was raising me and my two sisters by herself, working hard, trying to provide and give us a better life. I seen and went through a lot of things that not everyone out there will go through in their life. Growing up and living with MD ain't easy. It was, but it's still very it's challenging. Your body motion changes from time to time. As you get older, you gradually do get weaker. I could remember from when I was just a kid, I could run, run, walk, swim, and play, and now I'm in a wheelchair rolling down a walkway. When I got to the age of 16, I really had to depend on a wheelchair to get around in school or class to class. It was hard to accept because people out there would tease and make fun of you, and it was hard on me. But I had some friends that made me enjoy school. That's what kept my wheels rolling. After graduating from high school, my life really started to change on me. College wasn't for me. I am rolling the streets. All the things I've seen, I've been exposed to growing up, I ended up doing those things. I was lost, young and dumb, and had no conscience. I smoked cigarettes, I smoked weed, and they say marijuana ain't a gateway drug, but to me it is. I ended up basing my, my joints of crack cocaine. I drank, party every weekend. Went to party, a lot of friends. I was that coolest guy on wheels, dumb for whatever. I live on an island called Oahu, Hawaii. It's a very, it's very beautiful, tropical, and has some awesome weather. But in some ways, it's just like everywhere else, but just on an island. We got the goods and the bads. It's a mixed culture here, different lifestyles people be living, just party, drink, and get high. That's what some people do, but not everyone. My disability was blocked out of my mind. I just was having some worldly fun and didn't care what happened to me. At one point in my life, I lived on my own about five years. I had my own apartment. It was fully equipped. I had a nurse, and I thought I had it made. One day, I ended up getting sick. I had a heaviness of breathing. I had to admit myself to the ER 
when I got there, they ran some tests on me. My oxygen level was running, was real low. At this point, I was so afraid, laying on a hospital bed, light shining on me, IV in my arm. What got to me was when the nurses said something about my heart rate. I felt my heart beating so fast. They shot me up with something to bring my heart rate down. They waited for a bit, but it kept on getting really fast. I was so scared hearing the nurses talk, and they said they were going to shoot me up again. And all I remembered was I prayed and asked God to help me, asking for his help. This was a prayer so from my heart, and I prayed. And right when they, the nurses were about to give me another dosage, my heart rate started to calm down. I was so relieved. I didn't acknowledge the fact that how prayer works at the time. It was a thing to do when you, when you needed God's help. Later on, they told me I, was, I had pneumonia. I spent two weeks in the ICU recovering. I was told I could have died that day. My heart was racing over 200 feet a minute. I was really humbled. I quit smoking cigarettes, quit drinking. I ended up moving with some family to get myself on the right track. I was all, after a while, I still smoked weed, took it for granted. I was not going to go back to the hospital again. I caught a cold. I was a very heavy weed smoker. I smoked all day, all night. And they're going to the IC room for one week recovering. And this time, it really sunk in. I told myself I can't be doing this to myself. My family is really concerned about me, about my health. I knew I had to change. I told myself I told myself I was gonna live a clean and sober life. I did so good about a year and a half. Marijuana was my weakness and I was addicted. My mind was lost. Uh, smoky clouds. My friends I hang out with was a big influence on me. If I be around it too long, I'll get tempted to do it again. Sure enough, I did. I had many close calls, encounters with death, besides being hospitalized. I almost got banged from a car a few times and just living a street life. The list goes on. One day, my brother-in-law invited a friend to the house. I got introduced to him. We talked, and he ended up sharing God's word with me from the Bible. I never knew anything written in the Bible. I had some belief in God, but not really. My side of the family came from a, came from a Jehovah's Witness background. I didn't really understand that religion, but I wanted to know some things. I had questions. But I got this question asked to me, and you should ask yourself this question too. If you were to die right now, are you 100% sure without a doubt? Do you know you go to heaven? I didn't know. But the Bible says you can know. In First John chapter 5, 13 says, These things have I written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, and that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Before, I thought I was automatically going to heaven because I wasn't that, that bad of a person. 
I didn't kill nobody. I did some good things. When God's word says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. These same as you boast. At this point, I wanted to go to heaven when I die and be sure about it instead of wondering if I was. I came to realize I was a sinner. And in God's word, Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, which are short of the glory of God. I was knowing that heaven is a perfect place, and not one sin can enter to heaven. And there's a penalty for our sins. And the Bible says, Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, I got convicted in God's Word, and it says, When I die, I'll be judged. Hebrews 9.27, And as it is, I'm pointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. And if my name wasn't written, wasn't written in a book of life, I'll go to a place where I'll never want to be, and that is hell for all eternity. And Revelation 20.15 says, And whosoever was not found written in a book of life is cast into the lake of fire. And if you don't know what is the Book of Life, the Book of Life is the book of all the names of people who accepted Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior. And in John 5, 3, 9, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are there that which testify on me. I wanted to have the everlasting life, and knowing that we're not saved by your works, I wanted to get saved at this point already. In God's Word, Romans 10, 9, 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God had risen from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession made unto salvation. And Romans 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I knew I needed salvation, and knowing that Jesus was the Savior of our salvation, I had to call upon him. I said a prayer like this, this one from my heart. Dear God, I'm lost without you. I know you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for me and to buy me away to heaven. I ask him to come into my heart and life, be my savior. I want him to I want him to guide me through this life and, and to the night to come. So I could spend all eternity with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. March 11, 2012, I got saved. I was born again spiritually. John 3, 3, it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John 14, 6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh out of the Father. Me. Amen for that. I well, became a new person ever since that day. Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The Lord is so real. I have a new life. Before I didn't know where I'll be. But what's my purpose? I used to live for the world, now I'm living for the Lord. God has blessed me with so much in my life. 
an awesome church and pastor. All my brothers and sisters in Christ, he opened doors that I could never, ever open in my life. I got to take a trip to the mainland. I never thought I'd ever leave this island. I had an all-expense-paid trip to attend a spiritual issue conference at Lancaster Baptist Church in California. That was a blessing. I always wanted to try In-N-Out Burger. I got to try some of that good stuff. <laughs> and, by, and by the way, we don't got that in Hawaii. I got some, I got blessed with an iPhone, iPad. I could be connected online. I could never afford those things. And I'm still being blessed to this day. Well, we really appreciate it. Uh, we're running a little short on oh, time yeah. for this episode. But we really appreciate um, all that you shared with us. We hope that it gives people a lot to think about. Adam, before we sign off, do you have any thoughts or any quick questions that you have to wrap things up? Uh, we have about a minute and a half left in the program. But, uh, Brennan, thank you for sharing your testimony, for having an open heart here on the show. Uh, do you yeah. have any words of encouragement for listeners that you know may be feeling overwhelmed with just the struggles in their lives right now? Well, i got to say is, you know, Trust in the Lord, be in His Word. Um, you can't do it yourself. You need, you need, you need God, man. You need to know His Word. Pray over everything. That's that's all I can say. I, if, it, if, I, if it changed me, it could change you to help you in your trials and your your, your life situations. You know. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it sounds like there might be even more uh, that we could share from Brennan's life. So there's a possibility uh, we might be returning to Honolulu and have another conversation with Brennan. Um, and oh, we, yeah. But we thank you for this time, Brennan. We really appreciate you coming on the Speaking for Him podcast, and we hope that your story will be a blessing to many others, both the disabled and the able-bodied, um, because we all are disabled in the most important way, that we are lost without God. But as Brennan said, if you call upon him, he will be there, and he will hear you. I hope that everyone uh, is enjoying this podcast. If you like it, please share it with your friends. Let them know that every Friday we're on speakingforhim.com with new episodes. Contact us with the information at the end of the show, and we'll be glad to hear from you. Give us uh, any advice you can going forward. Until next week, this is Andrew Gomison saying, keep serving the best of masters, and have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.